Welcome back, you guys. Your host, Wayne, here, and you are tuned in to the Raw and Unscripted podcast, Hobby Talk. And in today's episode, I had something, I had something else, honestly. I had something else to talk about. But when I went on Facebook and Instagram today, something blew up my entire feed. Now, I've, let me ask you guys a question. How many of you know R. Kelly? I've known R. Kelly's music since since high school. I mean, this is the guy who brought out Ignition. I think his other song was Trapped in a Closet or Coming Out of the Closet. It's one of those closets. And this is the guy that had so much controversy, so much allegations, and so much, so much accusations in his life. So there was an interview with Gail King, and this uh, this interview was to see if all these new um, accusations towards him about having sexual relations with underage girls and trapping them in the closet, you know, or just keep them in prison against their will and just being abusive. Those are what was, I guess, his crimes. And and as I said in today's episode, I'm going to give you guys my thoughts. I'm going to tell you guys how I feel about it. What do I think? And let's see what you guys have to say about that. If you guys did see the interview, if you guys haven't, check it up on YouTube, R. Kelly interview with Gail King. And let's see what you guys make of it. All right. So stay tuned. We'll get into today's episode right after this sponsored break. Welcome back, you guys, and thank you for tuning in. And as I said in the beginning, today's episode is this interview that I came across on Facebook and in Instagram about R. Kelly, Robert Kelly, and his interview with Gail King. Uh, the interview was pertaining to, if you guys didn't know, was towards his his accusations or his, his crime of uh, having sexual relations with underage girls who are 17. Uh, and um, I guess they were also accusing him of... Of um, kidnap not not kidnapping. Sorry, um, holding them against their will, doing things when he tells them what to do. So pretty much, people are labeling R. Kelly as a monster. All right, but before I get into that, I want to talk about. I'm I'm gonna take up the past right now. I'm gonna dig up some of the past now. R. Kelly, I've heard of R. Kelly since I was in high school. I mean, this is the guy who brought up ignition. This is a guy who brought up in the closet. Like this is the motherfucker that we all know who peed on an underage girl. Like his track record for underage girls is really bad. Like he's known for underage girls. He's known for I guess the word that people are using are is entrapping underage girls and Having them do what he wants them to do. Now, I've only heard from newscasters. I've heard, uh, you know, through social media. Heard from friends back in the day. And social media wasn't what it is today. You know, we never had Facebook when I was in high school. We had Zanga. And then came MySpace. But 
social media wasn't as popping as Facebook, Instagram. I mean, like, it wasn't all over the world. It was still being introduced. So your social media back then was the news. And all you knew was what you saw. I mean, come on. When you were in, uh, in high school, when you were a kid, did you really care about the news? I mean, you heard R. Kelly, and you're like, oh, oh, the singer R. Kelly, blah, 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 blah. How well were you listening to that news? Me, personally, I didn't. I, I didn't care. I liked his music, but I, I didn't care about the guy. You know, he, he peed on an underage girl. That's To me, as a kid, that was his problem, not mine. That was his bed. May he lay in it. All right? Now, jumping to today, I still feel the same way. I don't care if he did or didn't do it. If you're guilty, you're guilty. You do the crime, you do the time. All right? That, that, that's just my thing. But I, something inside of me told me I have to listen to this interview. It seems compelling. Let me, let me see what's going on. So I was, I'm listening to Gail King right here, and she is grilling R. Kelly, just grilling him. Question after question after question. And the way it seemed to certain people, there was a uh, columnist, I forgot her name, but she was on one of those um, anchor news things. And the anchor lady asked her, in your professional opinion, what do you think R. Kelly was feeling when, well, well before I even get to that, I'm sorry, I, I'm going too far right now. So, Gil King asks him a question that just sets him off. Like, he just snaps. Like he was doing so fine. He was answering her questions calmly, collectively. You know, he was saying, everything these girls are saying is wrong. I would never do that. But it starts off to, like, completely mentally destroy R. Kelly. When she asks him, have you ever had sex? And she didn't even finish the question. He goes, nope, nope, never done that. She didn't make finish. All she said was, have you ever had sex? And he cuts her off. Nope, nope, never done that. Like, motherfucker, let her finish the question. Because now everybody thinks that you've never had sex, which is a lie. But she finishes the question by saying, have you ever had sex with underage girls? And again, his answer is, nope, nope. Wouldn't do that. After that question, something inside R. Kelly snaps. And, and his reason was because he's never had the chance to speak about it until now. He's never had the chance to talk to anybody about it. Talk about what? If, if, if you said you never done it, there is nothing for you to talk about. Nothing. I was raised, if you have done nothing wrong, then there's nothing to talk about. You have nothing to worry about. You have nothing to, to think about. Because you are, you're, you're guiltless. There's nothing to worry about, then there's nothing to talk about. But the way his demeanor was, like he just, he stands up, starts clapping back, just getting really, really defensive towards, not, not towards uh, Gail, but he just rants at the camera, just rants, just goes off. Not script, but you know, he just goes off on his own and starts ranting at the camera and totally forgetting that he's in a in an interview. And he just swear. He just swears up a storm saying, you know what? 
You guys are fucking killing me. You're you're burying me. I'm trying to make a relationship with my kids and I can't because all these people are against me. And he believes that these girls are out to get him because they're trying to make a movie. They're trying to make a book. They're trying to get some type of fame out of it by framing R. Kelly and saying, oh yeah, he raped me. That's what pretty much the interview was in like that short amount. I mean, the the video itself is about 10, maybe 12 minutes long. But I just wanted to give a long story short. And the interview is way better than what I'm telling. I'm just giving you guys a run by run, not the entire video. Just go to YouTube, type in R. Kelly interview, Gail King, and it's there's a whole column of it. I've watched three different, not not, not sides, but three different news, like Good Morning America and um, some other two videos about it and what other people think. So, I mean, do I believe that R. Kelly is capable of doing such things? Do I believe that R. Kelly can keep girls against their will and force them to do things? I'll be honest with you. The man is capable of doing such things, but do I believe that he did? I'm going to be honest. I, I, I don't think he did. You know, with his demeanor, it, it looked very defensive. It looked like he was trying to play the victim, as Gail King said. But if you really did it, if you really did what you did, could you be that emotional? He says that his he has a problem. And his problem is that R. Kelly's problem is, is that he has a big heart. And every time somebody betrays him, he has a heart to forgive him. I don't know. He um see as I as I said again, he's had a a track record of being with underage girls. Have I seen it personally? Just hearsay. Then and and, and keep in mind like this pissing on the underage girl was years ago. Way down in the past. And I haven't heard anything of R. Kelly until most recent. Not today, but maybe like a couple months ago. Or like uh, whenever this thing starts. Because this isn't the first time that I've heard of this incident. But this is the first time I've heard of this interview. About the incident. So, again, do I believe that R. Kelly held these girls against their will? I'll be honest with you again. No, I, I, I don't personally think that he did. He's capable, sure. He has the size. He's 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 known from his his ex wife and a couple other people to be abusive. But do I know if he's abusive? No, I don't. I've I don't know personally. But as again, he is capable because he has the size and you know, he, he's just a very built dude. Me personally. Do I think that he raped four underage girls? 
I, I actually have no comment because, again, I, I don't know. And I don't, I'm not that guy to say, oh, yeah, he did it or no, he doesn't, if I don't know the facts. If I don't, if I haven't seen any religious, not, not religious, oh, my God, horrible, reliable facts. I mean, the first court thing that he had, they had video, I believe they had video, and they still found him not guilty. What I heard about this one was that there was reliable witnesses. Who witnesses? They, nobody's talking. If you know who they are, I mean, if you know more than me, well, I mean, let me know. I'm just trying to fill, fill in the blanks. I mean, I shouldn't be talking about what I don't know, right? But this is what I feel. This is how I feel about the interview that I saw. So again, like, do I believe that this man raped four underage girls? Again, possibly. It's R. Kelly. The underage pisser. But I I, I can't say he did or didn't. He's, it's, it's possible. 60% possibility. 40% this this motherfucker might be telling the truth. It's it's bound it it's it's happened before. All right, it's not like the O.J. Simpson case where the glove don't fit. I'm just saying that R. Kelly could be telling the truth, or he could be playing the victim, as Gail King said. Who knows? But as for the interview itself, I do believe he was playing the victim. He could have handled that a little better, but when, but you gotta think of it as. In, in his shoes. If you were R. Kelly and you were being you know, accused of raping four underage girls, 17-year-old girls, how would you feel? How would you be? I'm not defending him. No, no, no. I, uh, don't don't get me wrong. Don't listen to this episode and think, "Oh, you're you're defending R. Kelly." I'm not defending this guy. I'm just giving people perspectives, different views before you incarcerate this man. Figuratively, mentally, and popularity. I'm not here to defend nobody, again, as I said. I'm just giving you guys, again, a perspective on both sides of the field. From the listener and being in in the driver's seat, in his shoes. So... Think of, think of it as if this was you. If you were R. Kelly sitting in that seat being interviewed and you were being accused of raping four underage girls who are 17. And they're accusing, also they're accusing you of being abusive, holding girls against their will, forcing them to do this and that. How would you feel? Would you be defensive? Would you have done anything different in the interview? Me personally, I, I, I wouldn't know what to do. I haven't been in that situation, and God forbid that I do. You know, I I will tell you guys, number one, I do not know what I would do. Just think of it, I, I probably would be R. Kelly. I would be emotional. Even if the claims weren't true, and I was being framed, or I know for a fact it wasn't true, I probably would have been R. Kelly. Defensive, argumentative. Just start ranting and defending my case. And just tell anybody 
who would listen. That's just me. You guys have your own perspective. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has something to say, whether it's good or bad. That's the power of an opinion. But people, people just mistaken people's opinions as statements. But you know what? That's we're all humans. We're all we we. As everybody says, we're all human. It happens. All right, guys, we're going to go to a quick short break. And when we come back, we'll see what's going on else in the world. Stay tuned. Welcome back, and thank you again for tuning in to Hobby Talk, the raw and unscripted podcast show. Uh, Before I get started on this next segment, I just put the link to the interview of R. Kelly with Gail King in the last segment. If you guys click on that, I believe it, you'll go to one of the videos. If not, again, you can go to YouTube and type in R. Kelly interview with Gail King. And you guys can watch the interview segment for your own self and see what you guys think. So, a recap of yesterday's um, episode. I was talking about upcoming movies. Um, I talked about Captain Marvel coming out and the Avengers Endgame movie coming this year. I just want to not recap, but I just want to explain that I'm a big Marvel fan. I love Marvel compared to DC. DC, I wasn't really into DC at all. I mean, sure, I I read the comic books, you know, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, and all those other good, good cats. But I've always was... I was very entertained by the Marvel side of of the comics. And what started, I guess it sparked the war between Marvel fans and DC fans. I mean, I had friends back in school that said, oh, we can't be friends if you don't like Batman. And I was like, well, we can't be friends if you don't like Iron Man. And little did we know that there was actually a comic book pertaining to Marvel versus DC. And the matchups were so crazy. Superman versus the Hulk. And there's actually a video on YouTube. It's like a four-part video of the Hulk versus Superman in a desert land or like a another planet. Uh, I'm not going to ruin it. You guys can watch that for your own self. It's pretty cool. I actually liked it. Then it was, I, I believe it was Iron Man versus Batman. The two billionaires going at it. The two guys with no superpowers that just use their own technology um, technology and their own money to go at it, which is pretty cool. I really forgot who Thor went up against. I, I, I want to say Green Lantern, Thor against Green Lantern. I think that would be a good, a good matchup right there. But the best one was Thanos versus Darkseid. And there's a lot of skeptic opinions about that matchup. Some people say, oh, Thanos would only compare to, to Darkseid because he has the Infinity Gauntlet. Without it, he would be nothing. True. That is a true statement. I'm not trying to take that away from anybody. If anybody knows Marvel and DC as well as I do, then you then you could argue about that. There, there'll be a big debate about that. And I, I agree. I, I believe that if Thanos never had the Infinity Gauntlet, he wouldn't have anything. I mean, think about it. Without 
without the Infinity Gauntlet, you, you, you take that glove off and all the Infinity Stones off of Thanos' hand. What does Thanos really have? Like, what can he really do without the gauntlet? Compared to Darkseid, where he doesn't need a gauntlet. He doesn't need stones. You know, he doesn't need little pebbles in his in his wonder glove. This dude has gamma ray eyes. Darkseid can... Uh, what's the word? He can... Let's just say he can do a lot of shit that Thanos probably dreams about. So... That's just the reason why, I mean, there, there are downsides to every comic book, Marvel, and DC that comes with it. But I will say this. One of my friends did put him a good point that DC and Marvel are one of the same, but multi-universe or like the opposite of each other. You know, they had two Captain Marvels, Shazam and, well, Captain Marvel. You know, we have, uh, we have, we have, um, they have Superman and I, f- I forgot who we have. Some, some yellow dude. I forgot his name. I think his name is him, I think. I think. Don't quote me on that. But we do have our own version of Superman. You know, they have, they have Gorilla Grodd. We have a Hulk. So, what Marvel has, DC has, is just a different version of themselves. So I told my friend, you make a good, compelling point. Touche, sir. Touche. But anyway, so, as I said, I was always a Marvel fan. I've always, I've had more Marvel comics, and I probably only had probably four or five comics of DC, only because I like The Flash. I love The Flash. The Flash is one of my favorite characters, as I said in my last episode. I like him because he, he he's really quick on his comebacks. You know? And he's fast. I did like I do have the comic book um, of him racing Superman around the world to see who's the fastest. And believe it or not, whoever doesn't know that the Flash is faster than Superman by a millisecond. He beat Superman, if you can believe that. So, Flash it is, guys. Barry Allen. But anyway, so getting off track here. So I totally forgot what I was going to say now. But just to recap. I like the Marvel Universe. Uh, Tony Stark, not really my favorite guy. I mean, he's rich. What can you say? My favorite Marvel hero would have to be Wolverine. All right, Wolverine is just one of those dudes where he takes no shit from anybody. He doesn't care how big you are. He doesn't care what you look like. You fuck with him, you're a dead man. Plain and simple. I mean, why would you want to fuck with a dude like that? He's short. He's pretty built. The motherfucker has adamantium bones. Did you not see his claw? Like, the moment those things come out, I'm running away. I don't care what superpower I have. Unless I'm Magneto, then yeah, okay. Then I'm going to be like Mr. Top Dog. Like, huh. Throw him away like, like he was a pile of, like, a crumpled paper throwing in the wind. But yeah, Marvel was always my thing. Uh, Hulk, Hulk would be like my second favorite character, only because his story, his origins story is very, very awesome. I mean, he's a doctor, he's a scientist, and gamma radiation gets locked in the room. 
Gamma radiation gas fills up the room and he becomes an angry green giant who has actually fought Wolverine and uh, many other Marvel characters and they all failed. But Hulk is probably the second best hero in the Marvel Universe that I like. The third in line would be Thor. Thor, an Asgardian god. The prince of Asgard. I mean, what more do you need to be cool? He has a hammer. He flies. He commands the power of lightning. And many other things. I mean, like, what more do you need? You're a god. You live in a kingdom. You have everything you want. You can go up. You know, you can go anywhere around the universe through the, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, the Bifrost. You know, that's like the simple life. That's royalty, the royalty. Uh, towards villains, though, top top three villains for me is Victor Von Doom, Doctor Doom. I just love the way he interprets his sinister plans. You know, he's not out there to rule the world. He wants more than the world. He wants what every man wants. He wants more power. He wants to recruit people with power and be on top. Second would be have to be Magneto. And if I ever ever wanted a superpower, it would be the power to manipulate magnetism. Control metal. I mean, there's a lot of things that you could turn the world axis upside down because of course the magnet the magnetic field that the earth has. You could crumble cities. Except the only bad thing about that is your your weakness is plastic. If somebody really wanted to kill you, you just gotta sneak up behind you like a ninja and suffocate you with a plastic bag. Plain and simple. Or shoot you with a plastic bullet. You know how horrible that would be to die by a plastic bullet? Let alone, all you gotta do is, like, honestly, to think of it, if, if you really wanted to kill Magneto, all anybody had to do was get a slingshot, like, be a five-year-old kid for a day. Get a slingshot, get a rock, and just chuck, boop, and that one lucky shot to the head. You may not kill him, might knock him out, but still, it's not metal. That's the only downside of having a power of magnetism. Your weakness is anything that is not metal. But what can you do when everything is metal? Like 90, 99% of the things around this world is metal. All you got to do is break off a building and use that as a shield. Or use whatever around you as a shield. Third favorite villain would have to be, honestly, would have to be Doc Ock from Spider-Man. Doc Ock was probably the, the best Spider-Man villain in my book only because that he was he was good. He he was a good doctor and he was he was let's just say he was treated badly and hence the arms and just family got in the way and the guy got broken like any other villain. In the Marvel world. Marvel Universe. They get broken. And they just do. 
there's there's no such thing as a bad person. When you're a villain in a comic book, you're not a bad person. You just do bad things that label you as a bad person. Because if you really think of it, what are these villains really trying to do? Okay, sure, they're trying to take over the world, okay? But you got to think, what made them become a villain in the first place? Well, let me give you an example. Who's a good example to use? Okay. I'm going to start off with... Honestly, I'm going to start off with... Okay, but we'll make it easy. Let's start off with Thanos. And we're going to base this off the movie of Avengers. Now, if you watch the movie Avengers... In the beginning of the of, of his story of how he started, Gamora explains that when she was a little girl, he invaded her planet, and okay, to her eyes, he he invaded her planet, and his his army eradicated half half their planet's population. Okay, that's her eyes. That's what made him a bad guy. That what made him a villain. But did anybody ever thought of looking into Thanos' eyes and see what he was seeing and thinking what he was thinking? Like, all the guy really wanted to do was stop overpopulating places so people could survive. So resources weren't going to be diminished. Like he said back in his home world of Titan... He killed half of his people so the other half could live because half of his resources, his home planet resources, were being depleted. And if he didn't do what he had to do, his people were going to die regardless. To save millions, you would have to kill half or something like that. I forgot how that saying went. Really think of it. Half of these villains in any comic book started off with trying to do something for something or someone. Let's go to Sandman in uh, Spider-Man with uh, Garfield. I forgot what his last name was, but the actor's name was Garfield, and uh, he played with uh, he played Spider-Man, where Sandman and I also believe was the. <laughs> The horrible version of Venom. That movie. I think it was Spider-Man 2. The Amazing Spider-Man, the second movie. Now, the Sandman was convicted of killing Ben Parker, who was Peter's uncle, Uncle Ben. And to the cops, he killed him for the car. So what Peter Parker thinks is this man killed his uncle for the car. So Peter Parker goes off on a horrible rampage. And he's out to get him. Or I think it was Tobey Maguire. I, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm I just thinking of it now. Tobey Maguire played in that movie. With Sandman and the and the horrible version of Venom. Sorry, not Garfield. Tobey Maguire. Anyway, so Sandman is known to have killed Ben Parker for the car because he just robbed the bank. Or he just robbed something, um, someone and they're trying to get away. So Peter Parker is trying to find... Sandman and get his vengeance and or his, his revenge. Sorry, his revenge. But if you watch to the ending, he was only trying to get money 
to help his daughter who was sick. You know that, that saying there's always two sides of the coin. On one side, he's labeled as a bad guy because he shot somebody and he was and he robbed somebody or someplace. But on the other side of the coin, he was trying to tell Ben Parker that he doesn't want to hurt him. He just wants the car. And Ben Parker was trying to help him. But Sandman's partner bumped into him, which triggered the gun who shot Ben by accident. It was an accident. Sure, it was a horrible accident, but it was an accident. He didn't want to kill the guy. And he only robbed to get money to help his daughter. Do you see the pattern? Every bad guy in every comic book or in any movie, I'm not going to say all bad guys. I'm going to say about 80% majority of all bad guys end up being villains only because they're trying to do something to help somebody or something. And when stuff doesn't go the way they want it to go, they're labeled a bad guy. There's some villains who try to help somebody and the hero kills Say like their their wife or their kids or by accident they kill people that they love. Which turns them into a villain at the end. It wasn't his fault. The guy's mad. He wants revenge. Like anybody else would in life. I don't know. I, I, I might be wrong. Let me know guys. Yeah. So let me ask you guys before I end today's episode. The question of the day. I'm going to ask you, sorry, let me ask you guys two questions of the day. Okay, two questions of the day. One question of the day and one bonus. First question is, what universe are you guys with? Are you guys with the Marvel Universe or are you guys with the DCEU Universe? Uh, DCE Universe. DCEU. So are you guys Marvel or DC? And the second, the bonus question is, what side are you on? The hero or the villain, and let me know why. Let me know why you chose the hero. Let me cho- let me know why you chose the villain. All right. I- I'm I'm excited to hear what you guys gotta say. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in again. I'm I- I'm very happy you guys are supporting my podcast. I I can't be any more like humble and grateful. Honestly, I I am. So until tomorrow, hope you guys are having a wonderful night. Hope you guys had a wonderful Wednesday. Stay safe, stay blessed, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace out.